0: At the outset, nothing in this podcast should be interpreted as legal advice. Further, the views or opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent those of the university. Please email Campbell Law Reporter at email.campbell.edu for any media inquiries and third party distributions. Welcome to the Campbell Law Reporter Podcast. This legal podcast strives to expand Campbell University's mission to lead with purpose by reporting with purpose we hope to breathe new life into the dusty reporters on the shelves by reporting the content through captivating discussions our mission is to provide current and interesting reporting on legal topics affecting today's professionals listeners can expect to hear from various hosts throughout the year
1: hello hello everyone my name is andrew and i'll be your host today and today i'm interviewing tyler dimmery how's it going tyler
2: what's up andrew how you been uh
1: I've been good, just living the dream. So, you're a first-gen lawyer, right? Yes, sir. No other lawyers in the family?
2: Not to the best of my knowledge, especially not in the immediate family. There's Mm -hmm. a different one, maybe, but not that I'm aware of.
1: And you are in your first year, right?
2: Yeah, I passed the bar, I took the February 2021 bar, got the results in April. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, essentially not even a year after.
1: I know that uh we we started at the same place mm-hmm. on, on the same day, which is you know which yep. is how I know to mm-hmm. ask you about this stuff. But uh w- where was that at?
2: Yeah, King's law offices, the they have approximately, I think, 15 different offices across North Carolina and South Carolina. But me and you were placed in the Hickory one.
1: And uh we'll we'll get to that and all the, mm-hmm. the fun little details about that in just a little bit. But um, before we get into that, I kind of want to talk about a little bit of your background. Um, we know you're a first-gen lawyer, so you didn't have a, you know, a lot of f- close family to rely on and talking about what it was like. So um, just tell us a little bit about where you went to school, what you're interested in, and we'll just kind of go from there.
2: Sure. Well, essentially, criminal justice was always something that I was interested in, but more so on the defense side. I, I was never more so focused on the On the prosecution side, that was nothing I ever saw myself doing, Mm -hmm. and that kind of stayed with me during undergrad. I went to undergrad at UNC Charlotte, went there in 2013, graduated in 2017, and my major was criminal justice, Okay. and I mainly picked that major. It was literally for the furtherance of potentially being a defense attorney later on down the road. That was always the game plan, and even before I was an undergrad in high school, I went to a couple law clubs I know there was a Duke tip program that I think I went to in my late middle school years in which we stayed for two days on Duke campus and we they were different types of law classes and everything that they wanted just to get us involved in so it kind of started at a very early age and just kept progressing on
1: yeah so it definitely wasn't a thing where you just decided last minute in undergrad. Oh, yeah. you, d- you definitely mm-hmm. put some pr- um, some thought into it, which is awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was pretty much like a grand plan from like uh, 10 years before I even got to law school.
1: So it seems like you had a pretty solid attack plan. Um, yeah. So once you got into law school and now you're taking classes, kind of how did you prepare? Because I mean, you knew that at the end, law practice was on the other side of law school. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the things that you did to say how can I get as ready as possible for actual practice so what were some of the things that you did whether it was classes or internships Mm -hmm. just anything
2: well the yeah of course there's internships that do a that's that's essentially what I would recommend is the best way to get as much hands-on practice as you can as because when I was in at Elon I did my residency because we were quite doing residency. I did my residency at the Guilford County Public Defender's Office. And for those that don't know, Guilford County, that's essentially Greensboro and the surrounding area. So I did mine with the public defender's office. And at the public defender's office, I had four different supervising attorneys and they kept it as hands-on as possible to the point where we were able to do a lot. We were we signed a um, practice certificate. So we were able to speak in front of the judge. I was doing hearings on arguing, arguing on um, pleas for my client in front of the judge with the DA review and discovery and everything of that nature. And then even before I got to law school, I also did a internship with a private defense attorney in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's, so I've, I've kind of had the hands-on um, experience going forward, but outside of that, like a truthful answer to it would be, I guess, nothing truly prepares you. It is a very, and I kind of underestimated how different it was, how different it would be from being in class to being in a law firm and actually having to practice that material and put all that learning to actual use. Mm -hmm. It was a very, very big jump, and I probably could have prepared myself for it more, I would say, but it is something that you kind of, it gets better the more you the more you do it and since and you referenced that me and you were at the same place so and so you witnessed as i witnessed you uh, we would kind of you learn things as you go
1: and it, yeah. it's totally different you're mm-hmm. right and even from just an intern's perspective looking at the stuff that you learn in class and then saying mm-hmm. okay well now we're looking at a real problem how do we apply this practically mm-hmm. that was always That was one of the things for me that was intimidating. And I, you know, I was just an intern. I didn't have the final say so. But as an attorney, that's a little bit different because now you are, you're the guy making all the decisions. And that's Mm -hmm. always, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering about, especially if they don't have that frame of reference. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said you did internships in law school and in undergrad. So Mm -hmm. you would have probably been even more prepared than some people going in.
2: Yeah, it kind of is a big shock. And the main thing would probably be like when it comes to the, the mass amount of documents that have to be filed with, let's say the both the civil and the in criminal procedures in law school, at least I, I haven't taken a class that I felt fully prepared me for how to draft those documents. And it's something you kind of just have to figure out. Luckily at King's Law Office, as you're aware of, there was A wonderful cast of attorneys. So we had there were were supervising attorneys that I had that I could lean on and say, "Hey, I don't know how to do this. Can you assist me?" And they never shied away from helping me and giving me the guidance that I requested.
1: Absolutely. And uh, we'll we'll get a little bit more into what maybe some of your recommendations are. But first, for those that are curious, I kind of want to take us a little bit past your law school experience now, and let's talk about what a day for you was like, or a week for you was like, what are some of the common daily activities that you're going to be doing? I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of law students out there wondering like, what will I be doing?
2: Well, at our firm, we kind of cover a broad variety of different topics. We do criminal, civil, family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So as you can imagine with all folks on all those different types of legal fields, your days are kind of going to be busy on a consistent basis, and they kind of just kind of just have to adapt. So essentially, my day I start at eight o'clock, get to the office, and the first thing I do is I look through my um tasks and emails just to say, okay, so what is today looking like? Look at my calendar, saying, do I have to go to court for anything? And essentially, what you just do is you just look at. I go through all my cases and figure out what needs to be done right now. That may oftentimes there are days where I've had to drive to three different counties in one day just because I have one client that needs something filed in Gaston County one client that needs something filed in Alexander County and I have an estate that's open in Caldwell County and all those things kind of run together but it is important to kind of space those space so you don't stretch yourself too too thin but yeah essentially what it is it's no, I I don't think I've ever had a day where I could say every single day is just like the, like the last every single day brings something new to the table. And being that I am a new attorney, I feel like it is to a point where every single day I learn and see something different that I haven't seen before. Like there's a family, let's say if there's a custody case that has a different issue than the previous ones that I've worked on. So said, okay, well this is something new that I have to tackle on. So you know that have to do the research and everything that goes along with that. Then reach out to the clients themselves, speak with them, try to work with them because you went to law. You're currently in law school. I'm in law school. A lot of our clients, they didn't go to law school. They don't know how the law is. They have an idea of what the law is supposed to be like and how things are supposed to go. And sometimes how the law actually works doesn't match their ideas sometimes they are combative towards that, but you know, you just kind of have to adapt. I, I, I got to the point where it's like, okay, I, I understand. If I didn't go to law school, I wouldn't know the seat. So that, that, that's why I don't take it too personally. But yeah, short answer, it's essentially just every single day is the same. Just go wake up and look through the task. And that can be everything from drafting documents, going to court, going to file a document in another court, in another county you name it.
1: And you, you said that it is the same, but then you also had said that there's, especially as a new attorney, you're running into these things that you're not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you have something that comes across your desk or you're trying to pull off this thing and you may have heard of it. Mentioned mm-hmm. in, you know, your contracts class or property or something, but you just don't know quite what it is or how to do it. As a new attorney, how do you like to handle that?
2: Well, there are two things I do. One is, you know, just try to do as much personal research as you can. Just say, okay, you know what? This is what the facts are. And there are resources you can use and which you can just go look up case law and see if there's anything you can find that's somewhat similar. But then the other. Avenue that I take is since I work at a firm one of the benefits is there are other attorneys and they may have tackled an issue like that before so there have been several times where it's a situation that I haven't come across but I go across the hall and speak to the senior associate and he said oh yeah I had a case similar to that last year here's what I did here's would be a good idea where to start so it's essentially just using your resources and by resources, I mean, both you're studying and I i forget the, the names of the, I know there's FAS case or FAS law that we use at the firm, but then what's the it, Lexus and things of that nature where you use those just to find as much case law as you can. And then also don't be afraid to ask for help from anybody that may actually have an answer for you.
1: Yeah, I know it can be hard you want to seem like the perfect associate just coming Mm -hmm. in when you may have uh no idea what's going on so sometimes it is just you know asking and I know that when I was interning asking was such a huge thing Mm -hmm. and I and I Mm -hmm. know I bugged um our case manager constantly Mm -hmm. but
2: (laughs) I be the same now to this day (laughs) so I I wouldn't worry too much about it and I kind of let I kind of realized that I had to let go of it because I, I was the same as you. I, I want to ask as little as possible, but it's to a point where if I can ask and get an answer quickly, that, is, that may be more beneficial to our client than me having to spend two to three days trying to hunt down this answer myself when I could have just walked across the hall and found an answer in 30 seconds.
1: All right. So now I want to dive into some of the fun stuff probably put you on blast just a little bit but it's all in good fun and i think Mm -hmm. that it's gonna i think that it'll be really helpful for um some people that are maybe a bit intimidated about transitioning from law student to lawyer Mm -hmm. all right just gonna kind of rip the band-aid off were you prepared in going into being a lawyer for the first time
2: not at all (laughs) um (laughs) I'll give you the flat answer in these as I did not feel prepared at all because I've had my internships and I've had my residency but I was also aware that that's not the exact same as having I missed during those residency internships I missed a lot of the background work that I had to at that point when I became an attorney when I started okay now everything is on you now there's no there's no top there's no attorney that literally has to co-sign everything before you can even send it out everything lands at your at your door then it's also a law school where like i like i mentioned earlier king law um practices several different fields but when I was in law school, I was kind of more so focused on specifically criminal. Opening up to, and I'm sorry if you hear the the train in the background. That's fine. Uh, no, but opening up to different fields was a last second decision of mine. So, you know what, it may let me try to, you know what, let me actually see if family law is something that, and actually see exactly what's going on with that. But because I was so focused on criminal law, I guess I didn't really, for a lack of better words, put <laughs> as much effort <laughs> into, into those <laughs> matters as much as I did criminal. And while I did fine across the board, it was clear that criminal law was my main focus and the others I kind of put on the back burner, which I would which I'm not going to lie, probably did play a, a role In preparedness, I felt I felt of it, but again, I don't think anything can truly prepare you for being an attorney outside of actually just, you know, what you kind of you have to jump into the pool eventually, Mm -hmm. have to just jump into it, and you'll learn as you go. It's something that, like I said, it's something you're not just gonna. There's no proper way to prepare for it other than just doing it.
1: Oh yeah, I I know that as uh, as soon as I left the internship, I immediately signed up for family law because. Mm That stuff, it, it just, it felt oh, foreign. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, and I, I know you spoke to some of these things, but um, is there anything that you wish that you knew going in? Like if you, let's, let's take you back in time to when you are a 1L. If you could talk to 1L Tyler, mm-hmm. what would you tell him about practicing law and things that he can do in law school to get
2: ready? I would say make as many connections as possible. And that's something that I know that you probably heard during your 1L orientations. If you guys, if, I'm sure you guys had that as well. Make as many connections as possible because that is essentially how you get hired. And I know people have heard the, the it's not what you know it who you know. There actually is some truth to that. There are, I guess, several on paper qualified good attorneys, but they were never involved in any organizations. They never went to any of the or used any of the resources of the school. Cause I'm sure that, cause I know at Elon Law School, they were, they were great when it came to job placement. There were several organizations, like I was a member of the um, Innocence Project. The name almost escaped me, <laughs> almost escaped me for a second. Yeah. The Innocence Project, as well as some other clubs and I felt like those built not only friendships but connections you could use down the road and to put somebody in an opportunity to get a job well that's what because um recently there was a friend of mine that we went to unc charlotte and she actually went to another school she went to university she went to law school in university of florida, in florida but she actually ended up applying to king law Small world right <laughs> yeah they are very small world she said oh you you um i noticed that you work there can you help me with this that and the third and yeah and i even reached out to the the higher-ups and said this person is great I'm just give you guys a heads up just so it just keep your lookout for it. that's awesome Yeah, so just use your resources to the best of your ability. Don't be too cool to, I guess, hang out and make connections and rub elbows with some people because it can pay off down the road. Awesome,
1: awesome. I was wondering if you had any final thoughts. Are is there anything that you, as someone who is midway through their first year of practice, is there anything that you would like to convey to anyone that is a law student? Um, or anyone that's thinking about being a law student really just any thoughts that you would convey to someone
2: hmm. law students is special and this is this is like specifically the law students if you there are i know try to get the best grade you can but if you do not get the, if there's one class that just trips you up do not think it is the end of the world do not act like the sky is falling that is not the case. Do not discourage yourself and think, you know what, maybe I can't do a That's not true. There are several attorneys that I've met throughout my time that are doing very well for themselves now. Some of my firm, some of other firms, some that are working on even business law, et cetera. Everyone gets a bad grade once in a while. That, that just is what it is. I know I've had mine when it came when when I was in law school, For I'm gonna say face and not say exactly what class nor, <laughs> nor, nor what the grade was, but it happens. But that did not stop me from being I'm working in a law firm, a very prosperous one that's growing across the the state. They're planning on opening more offices and you can do it too. All you have to do is, when you real, when when you get that bad grade, don't just shut down. Just reflect. Say, okay, what do I need to do? Because when I got mine, that's essentially what I did. I say, you know what? Let me see what I need to do. What I didn't do, because I reflected on it. So you know what? Yeah, that class, I could have put more time into studying. I'm well aware of that. I'm not going to lie to myself or anybody else about it. I could have put more time into it. So I made the proper adjustments. And the very next semester, all was good. All righty.
1: Well, I think that is all for us for today. So once again, I just wanted to say thank you, Tyler. And thank you everyone for tuning in.
2: This is the Campbell
1: Law Minute. I'm Stephen Dinkle. Did you know that Campbell Law has a program to help first-gen law students? The First Gen Blueprint is a virtual program designed to provide first-gen students with the knowledge to successfully prepare for law school admissions, as well as law school in general. The online program, the only one of its kind at a US law school, is the brainchild of Assistant Dean of Admissions, Morgan Cutright, who is a first-gen law graduate herself. Some of the program highlights are tips on how to succeed on the LSAT, help finding financial assistance information, help on where to look for pro bono opportunities, and a chance to explore the law school experience. For more information, visit law.campbell.edu and search for First Gen Law Student Program.
0: This is the Campbell Law Reporter. listening to the Campbell Law Reporter podcast. We look forward to you joining us every other Wednesday at 7 a.m. for a new episode, which can be accessed through your preferred podcasting listening platform. This is the Campbell Law Reporter.